Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining the Black Women Know Sports podcast. Today, I am joined by Trinity Woodson, who is a community relations intern for the LA Clippers. And um, you've done much more work as well for the Carolina Panthers and other organizations. So I just kind of want you to introduce yourself and let the people know more of what you do. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Trinity Woodson. Yes, I am one of the NBA HBCU fellows at the LA Clippers in their community relations department. I have been there for this is going on my fourth week with them and so grateful, you know, for the opportunity. And these past four weeks have definitely solidified that this was the perfect organization for me to be a part of and make an impact with and really excited for the six more weeks to come. Um, as Jaden alluded to, I have worked with a few other organizations. So on the event operation side, I've worked with Hashtag Sports and of course, continuing on that DEI track, I've done internships with Sephora, which was definitely like one of my favorites so far. And within sports as well, worked with the Finney Family First Foundation of the Brooklyn Nets Dorian Finney Smith. So that one I say is top tier, especially because I was able to, you know, see how events really come into fruition and be a part of all of those planning stages. So if they're watching, of course, thank you and grateful to you guys. And tell me, what does a community relations intern do? So it can really be anything. So you could be packing backpacks to go to camps. It could be actually involved in working the camps. On um, this past weekend, I was actually at the Inglewood Music Festival with my team. So we were doing giveaways and really just trying to engage the community as well as, you know, increase revenue because once they are recognizing us in the community, then, hey, they might want season tickets. You never know. So definitely a very broad aspect of the industry and have a lot to do. Um, right now, they're moving into the Intuit dorm, Dome, I'm sorry. So this is a really transformative space to be in, especially within the organization. So any assignment, nothing too big and there's nothing too small. So I've definitely been able to, you know, hone in on a lot of different skills so far and definitely excited for the rest of the internship. So do you enjoy working with the community of Los Angeles? <laughs> I do. And this is a funny thing. I had never been to LA before um, coming. So I, you know, went to school in the East Coast for the most part and, you know, had a lot of experiences there and then, you know, just hopped on the plane. So it was definitely a great experience and being able to be immersed in the culture by, you know, working and being able to meet different people and they can say, hey, I was at the first Clippers game and whatever year and you know just different opportunities and different things that I've been able to learn just simply by being in the community has definitely been helpful and you know grateful for the LA community for embracing me as well. So how did this opportunity open up for you? So the NBA HBCU fellowship program um, is for current HBCU students and grads so you can be at another type of institution for your graduate degree if you went for an undergrad degree. So I applied and 5,500 people applied, 2,000 got interviews and there are 74 fellows. So I like to tell people that I am a part of the 1%. I'm definitely grateful to the NBA Foundation, Children's Defense Fund, Fearless Dialogues, all of the organizations that are working with us because 
over the you know application process they were really communicating with us step by step and you know really making sure that we were able to grow as much as possible throughout the process even if we weren't selected for a role we were you know growing as professionals with the prep for one-way interviews and things that some people may not be accustomed to And let's talk about your upbringing a little bit. Um, were you born around sports or how did you uh, get introduced and fall in love with it? So this is a funny thing. Every A lot of people in my family are athletic. I have my great grandfather played in the Negro Leagues. Um, a lot of my uncles and other people in my family, cousins are referees and, you know, played sports, tennis, a lot of stuff. That hand-eye coordination was not passed down to me. It skipped <laughs> and... I knew that I wanted to be engaged in sport somehow. Oh, sport law, that might be cool. And mind you, I was heavily invested in going to law school. Like even my senior year at Hampton, I'm thinking, hey, this is the move for me. And it was a no. Um, I realized, okay, I wanted to be more hands-on with um, helping underrepresented and underserved communities. So I had always, you know, been brought up with to whom much is given, much is required. So I was always giving back to communities and just saw the impact that, you know, one event can really have on someone that does not have the basic needs. So I realized that, hey, with the experience that I did have already with sports and in undergrad, I worked with our Department of Athletics and a lot of different areas. So there was operations, there was student success. So I always knew that I kind of wanted to combine my love for service with my love for sports. So community relations seemed like in DEI seemed like the best place. And so far with my experiences, I can truly say that I made the right decision. Yeah. And what was your major at Hampton? So my major at Hampton was political science pre-law. I tell people a lot. I've really learned a lot from that because being able to deal with how to represent constituents and really kind of tap into what their needs were. You know, I worked for a congressman my freshman year that really did show me, hey, I can help people with the things that they need and the things that the community needs. So that definitely, you know, unpredictable and really not what you'd expect, but it did in turn help me a lot. Hampton doesn't have a minor in sport management, but I took all the credits to have one. So I really did learn a lot in that department as well. Um, they really did help me hone in on what I wanted to do. So like I said, if anybody's watching, Dr. William Orr, thank you so much for everything you did. You really turned it around. So thank you so much. And we're going to backtrack just a little bit. I want to know what your grandfather's name was that played in the Negro League or great grandfather. Arthur Harding. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was a big deal. Like, that's a big deal to our family. We just had like a type of reunion on Memorial Day weekend. And just to like be able to just lean from the stories and just hear how great he was. You know, he passed when I was a lot younger. So I was kind of hearing what everybody else said. And now to know that, okay, there's a picture of him in a bank in one of our local cities. There are different things that, you know, really do pay homage to him. And that means a lot to me because like I said, like it's a connection that we have beyond when he was here, just simply because that was something that really pushed me to get in the industry somehow, some way. So, you know, really grateful for him, really grateful for all of my family members that, you know, didn't necessarily press me to be an athlete, but press me to follow my dreams and follow my 
plan and what God's plan was for me. And, you know, hope they're proud. Yeah. And who was the congressman that you worked underneath? I'm a Donald McKeachin. So he was a congressman for um, the city of Suffolk and a little bit of Chesapeake. He actually passed this year or no. Yeah, that was the end of last year. So he passed in 2022. But I always just thank them for taking a chance on me. You know, I was straight out of my freshman year at Hampton, said, okay, I know I want to get engaged some way. And, you know, some of those things are just like really God moments because who would have thought that the way I got engaged was a congressional office that was less than eight minutes from my house. You know, a lot of people have to go to DC or have to go to, you know, Capitol to get those experiences. And I'm just, you know, grateful that it just worked out the way it did and really did set up a perfect plan for me. And how well would you say going to an HBCU uh, prepared you for what you're going through right now? I could not be more prepared for life. You know, I am grateful for Hampton. Um, I always knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. It wasn't a matter of if, it was just, okay, which one are we doing? You know, it's 107 and my mom went to Hampton. So it was kind of a decision that it was made, but then at the same time, it was like, you always thought of that legacy proponent of it. So it was like, okay, let's work this out. And so now being able to have the opportunities that I did, you know, if you went to a bigger school, you know, a lot of the opportunities to work with the Department of Athletics are crazy competitive and only go to people in the major or people that need the credit requirements. And every single time I just literally went to the office and I'm just like, I know sports is something I want to do. Not sure what area yet. So put me to work. And that's exactly how it went. You know, um, I worked in student success my sophomore year, my fall semester. And that was with, you know, getting them tutoring and making sure they had their vouchers and books and things like that. And then, of course, COVID. I was supposed to be the community relations intern for the team. And then it was like, yeah, we're not doing anything. So as soon as we came back to campus, I ended up being the operations intern for the um, Department of Athletics. So I worked football and basketball. And then in the spring semester, ended up going back to academic skills and success. So have an interesting experience with Hampton, but it definitely allowed me to have a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had within the field of sports and just in general, being an HBCU student right now, you know, I couldn't imagine being anything better. And I asked you that because um, I know you saw yesterday the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action. Um, so now people are like HBCUs, like students should start going there. I just wanted your opinion on that because you kind of have a law background a little bit, if you will. Just a tad. And so very brief. OK, but historically, black colleges and universities were thriving for a reason because we could not get into some of these institutions that our you know, peers are getting into now. So never, you know, sleep on HBCUs. I think we have a lot to offer. And I think we're going further and showing the world that every single day. So do you have um, experience in business operations? So I have done some things on like business ops side in terms of like working with our department of athletics, but this would be like my first true internship where we're actually getting into the nitty gritty of the business. And more so with our business ops internship, it's allowing us to see the different spaces that are really offered to the industry. 
So, you know, on Wednesday, we had a lunch and learn with like the VP of HR. So they, our programming is really set just in case you kind of want to make a switch. You know, everyone is assigned to a certain department. So they're allowing us to really see all aspects of the industry and all aspects of the organization. So I definitely think that I'm learning a lot that I didn't know before and being exposed to a lot. So thank you to the Clippers. Thank you to Natalie and everyone that's working on programming because it's definitely made a difference. And I'm definitely, you know, becoming a more well-rounded industry professional. What was your favorite NBA team before you went to the Clippers? Fun fact, didn't have an NBA favorite NBA team. I'm like my dad, we kind of can't put everyone's happy, our happiness on someone else. He used to be a Raiders fan and you know, that didn't necessarily work out well. So I kind of took after him. My favorite player though was Russell Westbrook. So it just so happened to work out that he's a Clipper. You know, so that's definitely fun. Got his jersey. So hopefully I might run into him while I'm in LA, you know, get a little signature. We don't know, but I'm definitely excited. Anyone that is continuing to pour into our community, I'm a fan of for sure. And I'm a Clippers fan. I've been a Clippers fan since I was like 10. So if y'all ever have any- Griffin days? Yeah, Lob City. All day, yeah. If y'all ever have any extra gear or whatever, you know, make sure you send it my way. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure to let you know because I mean that's been one of the huge perks because a lot of internships that you know our generation has had lately have been remote just due to the pandemic. So like being in person, next thing you know, hey, y'all want gear? Hey, you want this? Like I have a complete set of bobbleheads now. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but I think they're cool. I think they're nice little collectible items. So we're just running with it. Like we've gotten HBCU night shirts and different things. They're Black History Month shirt. And I love all of their merch to be completely honest. Like shout out to marketing because they're really doing their big one. What is your favorite part about being in LA? It's been a lot of different things because, okay, I had never been on the West Coast. So I say my favorite part is like kind of how people think all HBCUs are the same. All Black people are not the same. So it's been different to meet people that are originally from the West Coast, be introduced to this kind of way of life, the music, the people, the way they dress, you know? I definitely, I try not to have like an East Coast aura, you know? But at the same time, it's like, okay, let's be bubbly, you know, a little more than I'd usually be when I'm back home. But um I definitely think that's been good because, you know, going out to different events, meeting new people, but also just, I'd say the personal growth for me, just because of the fact that it's like, this is the furthest I could ever go. And basically people say, if you can thrive in LA, you can thrive anywhere. So at this point, knowing that, okay, after I graduate next spring, this could be the furthest that I end up. And, you know, to know that I could end up in a sports city that is here, is Sacramento, is, you know, Seattle. But to know that I can handle it and thrive in it and, you know, it's been interesting for my parents because obviously the time difference is insane, you know. My mom's like, I don't want to go to sleep until I know you're in the house. Well, mom, I'm really going to be out till like 11, which is you know, to your time. So, we, you know, we share on that. But I definitely think just the personal growth and then, you know, the networking, meeting other people in the industry and also just meeting other, you know, Black folks out here. Yeah. Have you had time to interact with the players or the coaching staff at the Clippers? So when we went to the training facility, Tyloo wasn't there. 
but we were in Ty Lu's office. So that was fun. It was like, you know, he, he's been here before. So did we interact directly? No. Like I said, I did work Terrence Mann's camp this past weekend. So I was able to kind of interact with him as we were, you know, putting in work. So um, it was definitely a good experience to meet him because, you know, he's one of the younger players on the team. And to just see how, you know, down to earth he is and how good with the kids he was and just really the mission and the values behind his foundation. So I got one Clippers player off, you know, to check off the list, you know, many more to go. Can you give me any insight on the Intuit Dome? Any updates, anything, you know, for me as a Clippers fan, like what is it, what's it looking like right now? I actually went on a tour last week. I think it is literally the most state-of-the-art arena that will ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of different things in place that I think will really increase fan engagement and just really make it an experience and not just I'm going to a game. So, hey, yeah. I know to get on the list, you, you know, you want to sign up immediately for that 2024 season. It's, you don't want to miss it. Okay, I will get that. Thank you. What is one uh, piece of advice that you got as a Black woman in sports that you still carry with you today? I would say that one piece of advice is always offer yourself, you know, because you never know what opportunity could be that opportunity that really propels you in the industry. Um, Like I went back to talking about the Finney Family First Foundation. I contacted them on like Facebook and asked if they were interested in having a volunteer or an intern or something to help them put on their annual, you know, events that they do. So that was the Black Tie Gala that year, the softball game and family type of cookout and of course the clinic. And I didn't know what they would say. You know, you can't be afraid of rejection in situations like that. You just always have to, hey, do you need anyone? Could I be of help? Could I be of service to you? And that was one of the biggest, I'd say, opportunities that I've been able to have because, I mean, who can say they worked with an NBA player, you know, and like on that type of level. And I'm just grateful that, like I said, they took a chance on me and it ended up working out for the best. That was when he was working for the when he was with the Mavs. So I was able to meet, you know, Seth Marshall, was able to meet Mark Cuban. That's one of my favorite pictures to this day. I'd say that's the richest person I met, you know? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know where he's up against with Steve Ballmer because I met him last week. So that's, we're we're meeting money folks, okay? So we're having a good time out here. But um, yeah, it's definitely been a good opportunity because you always have to just offer yourself. You know, I worked Kayvon Thibodeau's camp last week because I called the number on the flyer and it's his first annual event. You know, if you are, not to say advanced, but if you have experience in an area and you think that someone can benefit from what you have to offer, always offer yourself. You never know who you'll meet. You never know what, and don't always look for, you know, an opportunity. Sometimes it's just, you can add it to your resume, but also another time it's, hey, this is one of those God moments where he's connecting you with somebody that is really going to make the difference. Yeah, exactly. What are some challenges that you faced? When I graduated, I guess like having a non-sport academic background, I had some setbacks, you know, with applying for roles or applying for different, you know, programs and things like that because I'm like, 
okay, they're kind of, and not to say cookie cutter, they're going for the expected majors of marketing or business or sport management. And I have to like go way harder to express why I would be a good fit for this role and why I'd be a good fit for this team, even without the academic background. Cover letter really makes a difference, I'd say in my position, because I can express, hey, how did these things connect for me? Why is this role specifically important to me? And it was a little difficult at first, you know, I applied, I like, I told people a lot. I have gotten a denial letter from the NFL, the NFLPA, the NBA, like it's, it was a rough patch for me, especially like graduating and I'd say prepare as much as you can, but don't stress yourself out in your senior year thinking about what's to come because hey, tomorrow's problems will always be there, but let's be in the present. I graduated and I was like, hey, not necessarily knowing what I wanted to do. And I'm thinking, okay, let's take a gap year maybe, you know, and the gap year turned into a gap semester. Sometimes you'll have those setbacks. Sometimes you'll have those rejections. You know, I could search, we regret to inform you and a whole bunch of stuff pop up. Celebrate those wins because those wins are the things that are like really setting you up on that path and on that, you know, path to your purpose. So I definitely say the setbacks were not easy you know grateful for my support system for not letting me wallow in my you know doubt and self-pity thank you mom thank you dad everybody who's been around me family friends all that because some of those losses were very hard losses for me and you know you kind of set up in your mind okay this is the thing that's going to get me to this industry or this sport or this league every single setback every single no yes anything is a part of what god has for you and you're doing grad school right now at fisk yes okay what are you focusing on so i'm getting my master's in social justice so it, the program can really prepare you to go anywhere you want to go. So I could work for the United Negro College Fund. I could work for the NAACP or really on the nonprofit side of and DEI side of any specific industry. I could also do something sport adjacent or something truly social justice to the point where, okay, then I could really transition back to sport and a higher role in social impact. So um, not really sure what the next moves are yet, and, you know, just grateful, of course, for Fisk always, you know, supporting me not to go back to the other conversation. But at bigger schools, you don't get that same, they have that same desire for you to succeed and to know updates on things that are going on. You know, I didn't know we were going to have a commercial during the NBA finals. My professor texted me and said, hey, I just saw you on TV. Those type of moments are those moments that you really appreciate and you're really grateful for. So not to say to anybody watching, don't go to a PWI, but I would say that there are some tapped in moments that you'll have at a HBCU that just make you feel special and make you feel important and make you feel like, hey, I'm appreciated where I'm at. Well, Trinity, thank you so much for this. You gave so much great advice. Um, and I hope everyone is taking notes and listening properly to what you said, because you said great things. Um, my last question for you is, what are you expecting for this new season for the LA Clippers? What are some things that we can look out for? And maybe how can we see you and follow you? Okay, so things to look out for for the Clippers. All we want to do, we want to keep winning, okay? So we're having some, of course, y'all are seeing day in, day out, things are changing in terms of teams. So I really couldn't tell you what to expect for the season because 
I don't know what to expect tomorrow. But um, yeah, we're definitely expecting to, you know, tap in with our fans more. If you all are in the area, please tap in with our community opportunities, um, whether that be our clinics, whether that be anything that we're able to do with mentor or anything like that, please feel free to, you know, follow, first of all, LA Clippers. Yeah, we love our community. We love our social media department. They're always on it. And if you want to follow our junior Clippers as well, so that'll be where you can kind of see a few of our kids programs that we do. That would be fantastic. And just looking forward to a good season, you know, um, playoffs last year. Everybody wants to continue to progress. Everybody wants to do better. So I'm confident in Ty Lu. I'm confident in all of our players that will have a fantastic season. My Instagram is at http.trinityelise, so T-R-I-N-I-T-Y-E-L-I-S-E and Trinity Woodson on LinkedIn. So feel free to contact me there. If anybody has any questions or, you know, ways that they want to tap in and get into sport, feel free to let me know. I'm always an open book and always willing to help the next people trying to come after me and even folks that are with me, if I can be of help to you. And thank you so much, Jaden. Really appreciate you and this platform for Black women in sports. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Women No Sports podcast. To learn more about our speaker or to shop Black Women No Sports apparel, head over to the links in my show notes. I'll see you next week with another very important guest.